They're sentient beings who embody incredible presence and incredible authenticity. And in that presence, they respond to whatever's going on inside of us because they're so big and embody this kind of energy and presence. It brings to the surface stuff that maybe we haven't been able to look at or maybe been able to put words to it, like magnifies it. There's so much else I could share around that. If we can inspire people to take that journey and open up their minds and open up their hearts to what's possible, when we really start listening and becoming more aware and feeling into our body, like our gut, our hearts, our minds, they're always in communication with us. What happens is in society and what we're taught is to completely disassociate from that. And horses bring us back there if we're willing to take the journey. So if we are courageous enough to take this journey, I think horses can literally change our lives and it can change everything. I can't even tell you how passionate I am. I probably don't have to tell you. You can feel it about this film and what we're going to bring to life. This is an awesome episode we've got to share with you guys today. Dana and Chrisana are filmmakers who are literally making a film all about the healing power of horses. Three years ago when Victoria and I gave up everything that we had and moved out into the wild with our horses, at the core of that quest was discovering our deep sense of purpose and meaning behind the work that we do with horses and people. At the time, we felt very alone in our journey and in our process. It was extremely validating and encouraging and hopeful to find Dana and Chrisana who have literally been traveling the country exploring the miracle, mystery, and science of healing with horses. It was like a transcendent experience connecting and being able to talk about this stuff with people who we felt a really heart-to-heart connection with too. It was beautiful. It was brought to tears at least three times during the episode and before the episode just watching the trailer for the film that they're making. One of the things I love the most about what they're doing is this concept of trying to build community and mission around healing with horses. And I know a lot of the topics that we touched on are integral to this new era of healing with horses that's coming up right now. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm so excited to be able to share their mission with you through this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Herd is Calling podcast. This is where we explore the magic and mystery of the horse-human connection. Say no to outdated society and industry norms and yes to our deeper calling and purpose. I'm Josh Williams, who with my wife, Victoria, are your hosts for this podcast. We are the creators of My Horse Journey and My Horse Club. Our goal is to inspire and empower you to attune with horses in transformational ways. To learn more about our programs, visit us at myhorsejourney.com. Let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Herd is Calling podcast. We are so excited to have Dana Crochet and Chrisana Sexton here joining us today. I'm going to start off by reading a little bit about them and then we'll get started with our conversation. Dana Crochet is a producer and beyond her accomplishments as an award-winning film producer, Dana spent time over the last 15 years volunteering at various ranches, immersing herself in the transformative world of equine-assisted services and witnessing the healing power that was present in the sacred horse-human connection. As she navigated her own healing journey, Dana felt drawn to creating a film that spreads love and hope to others. So she is beyond excited to share about the healing power of horses in her latest documentary, currently in production, called Rescued 
Hearts. Welcome, Dana. Can't wait to hear about this film you guys are working on. Thank you so much. Chrisana Sexton is an award-winning director with Live Wild Films, is driven by a mission to spread hope and healing. While her experience with horses may not be extensive, Chrisana's belief in exploring alternative modalities for healing fuels her enthusiasm for this unique project. She shares this documentary as a journey of discovery, connecting people with new avenues for transformation and growth. Her most recent film success, Love Heals, has received acclaim across international boundaries. Scheduled for national broadcast on PBS in January of 2024, this documentary stands as a testament to Krasana's ability to touch hearts and minds through her heartfelt storytelling. Her work on rescued hearts promises to be a continuation of her mission to inspire and heal through the medium of film. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, you two. This is very exciting for me. I'll speak for Josh. I think it's very exciting for Josh. It too. is. Yeah. <laughs> We've been on this journey ourselves with horses and that question of what is the healing power of, of horses? It's something we've been trying to get at and understand. And it's kind of like a soap bubble. You know, it's like it's this ethereal thing. And if you like get too close, it pops and it's sometimes hard to explain to others. So I'm beyond excited to hear your experiences and see this film when it comes out too. I'm excited for you to see it. Thank you. Yeah, and what you just described, Josh, it's like, that's why we have a tagline of the miracles, the mystery, and the science of healing of horses, because all of those exist in some way. Exactly. When I saw the title of the movie and then that subtitle, I thought, oh, these women know exactly what they're trying to figure out. Like they've distilled it to those three things. Let's go. I loved it. I was like, okay, what is this? It's funny that you say we figured it out because I feel like, well, Dana is really the heart of this mission and she can share more about that. But I feel like it's been such a, for me as a non-horse person, it's been like a hypothesis. Okay, I'm curious about this. And I've certainly had a, a touch of my own, like a taste of my own experiences and then seen some really incredible things. But what is this thing? And then what I find interesting is even where we are today, I can't say that I'll be here. Like, I guess that's my disclaimer. I don't know that I'll be feeling the same way in six months or when we're in the editing mode. And then even as the film is released, I feel like it's an evolutionary process. But even what the hypothesis we went in with, I feel like it's changed a lot. It's deeper. There's something truer coming forth. And we're really being guided in this process. I just love that you say that. And I think that's the whole point of a hypothesis, right? Is to, you're supposed to try to disprove it. You're supposed to try to find problems with it so they can redo it and test another hypothesis. And so you just keep getting closer and closer and honing and honing. So I love that you're approaching it like that. That's amazing. So uh, Dana, I know you are the one of your duo that has had more horse experience. And I want to hear, you know, from Chrisanna too, what is your horse life these days? What is a, a snapshot of a typical day for you with horses and maybe without horses? What's that like for you? Yeah, if we're looking at modern day right now, I really only interact with horses in a limited capacity in that we don't have any of our own, but I do still volunteer when we're in town. I go to a, a place nearby my home where I work with an eight-year-old girl and actually her siblings. And she rides and has been so impacted by horses in her life 
And, you know, she's had a challenging past. No traditional therapies really have helped her, according to her family, the way that horses have. And it was really what sparked me again with this topic, because in the past, you know, I volunteered, like what you read in my bio, that was something I felt so drawn to do. The minute I moved away from Chicago, it was like, I always loved horses, but I really didn't have access there. So when I moved to Arizona, there was something in me that was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is my chance to get closer to horses and start to explore what I'm feeling that I didn't have words for. I couldn't even explain why I felt drawn to them. So the minute I found an opportunity to learn in a safe environment, which happened to be a therapeutic riding center, I went and started to learn about the world of horses. And then that's when I started to witness miracles. And I was like, what is happening in this space? So yeah, really profound. And then I leased horses for a little bit and I owned a horse here and there, but it was, it was pretty limited, only a couple years of my life because other things just took over. But the love never went away for these incredible animals. Here we are now making a film and now we're immersed. Every time we travel and film, we're immersed with horses. It just makes my heart so happy. Well, it's interesting because with our previous film, Love Heals, it was really focused on the healing journey. Like Dana was in a healing journey after two spine surgeries. One thing that I think is a fascinating thread is that she actually broke her spine years before falling off a horse that she owned. The doctors were curious if that was the reason why they felt like she needed spine surgery that many years later. So I feel like the horses even led us to that place. And the circumstances around that were, I mean, Dana could share. When I was first getting into horses and I was volunteering, of course, naturally, my next step was, my gosh, I would love to have my own. And I could board it and all of those things. I think I want to be careful how I say this, because I don't know that the person who sold me a three-year-old Mustang's intentions were truly not good, but they knew I was brand new. I think being able to have your first experience from a very trusted source that is going to match you with a horse that's going to keep you as safe as possible, right? There's always risk, but having a new rider and a three-year-old Mustang mare probably wasn't the right combination. <laughs> so she actually took off with me. Mm -hmm. We actually were developing a really beautiful bond and connection. I did a lot of groundwork. I was only taught traditional ways back then. I had a very different understanding of horses than I do today after starting this film. Thankfully, it was at least natural horsemanship ways. So that I am grateful for. When she took off with me and I finally got her to stop, she actually reared up and we both fell backwards. And I fell just perfect on my back where it, it fractured uh, like transverse prostates two, three, and four, something like that. And, you know, I was young. It was in 2006 and I recovered like within a month. I'm so grateful. It, it didn't break me. And thankfully, it slowed me down. I started to connect with horses in a very different way and also much older horses <laughs> with a lot more experience. And I focused a lot on connection and groundwork. So what ended up happening, fast forward to today, I didn't know what liberty work was back then with horses. I, didn't, I couldn't put a name to it. I didn't have people teaching me things. You know, I tried to read books or watch videos. But the fact is when that happened, and then I finally got enough courage to start working with another horse, not that one, I actually started to work with this next horse more at Liberty and creating a bond and a connection. 
And it turned out to be such a more positive experience. There was no injuries and I had her for a couple of years. What a gift. I'm so grateful. So I guess I had to just learn the lessons early on. And now I feel like my understanding of these connections with these sacred creatures has evolved so much that it would look very different even today if I were to ever have a horse in my life again and in that way. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is such a familiar story. We hear that a lot when we're working with folks. A lot of times, by the time we meet folks, it's when they've had that situation happen and they're trying to figure out what went wrong and how to move forward. It's a pretty hard, I don't want to speak for you, but I know when I've been confused or gotten hurt with horses or been over my head and just like didn't even understand what went wrong, there's a lot of like kind of shame attached to it and kind of like confusion. And I felt lost. I just think knowing that this is something that happens and often it is like you said, often there's no malice behind people pairing people who are new beginners with greener horses. It's almost like there needs to be a PSA. Like that, that is absolutely not the way to get started. (laughs) And this is the way to get started for the horse and the humans in the scenario. It's just safer and better. So I'm glad you shared your story. That's very helpful. I think. And I wasn't trying to go somewhere dark quickly, but I felt it was relevant because it actually, we haven't talked about this publicly ever. And it hit me that when I think back to our journey of filmmaking for quite a bit in the beginning, I was terrified because I'm such an empath. So I know this story. We had another friend who was hurt previously. I'm like, oh my God, what if I get hurt in this filmmaking? And I don't know horses and I don't know the signs. So, so much has been like, me trying to learn and educate myself, even with the people we're filming with, like, hey, help me understand what you're looking for. What are the signs? So it's not that I want to like encourage people to be afraid, but I think there is this interesting, like half the people we talk to say, well, I'm really afraid of horses. I don't know that I could ever get in a space with a horse and find that to be healing. And I've been on that journey. It's just fascinating. So thanks for letting me share about it. It's incredibly fascinating. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that up and sharing it. Just the other night, we met some folks that had a similar situation. And I just was thinking, man, I wish they had access to better information just to know they weren't alone. So many people are afraid of horses and it makes sense. They're 10 times as big as us. They have a different language and culture. If you don't really have a good grasp on that, then it probably should be a little bit scary. And and then that can inform you and then you seek answers like you guys have done. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's great because a lot of people can relate. Yeah. And Dana, I think the thing that you said that was really interesting too, is like now it's taken you on a path where you've learned a whole nother set of skills and vernacular and have a different understanding of even how to work with horses, right? That has informed, sounds like your life, your your projects. It was probably like part of the journey for you, I guess. It's like, until you know, you don't know. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I I had known a lot more back then, but to your point, I think everything that unfolds in our lives have great purpose. Even if we can't see it in the moment, I can look back and better understand so many things in retrospect. Some of the darkest, most painful moments have led to the most beautiful awakenings and light in my life that holds true for my journey with horses and my journey with healing and everything in between. So I think the horses are here to teach us something so profound and deep. I'm just honored that we have the skill set, ability and passion to bring to life what is so hard to put into words with horses. I think once people can get past the fear, 
there is such incredible connection that can occur that can transform a human from the inside out, literally without a single word. And that's what I'm excited to share because I don't know how to tell a friend that is afraid of horses, but there's this thing that can happen. And then when we show what's possible, it's just magic. When you see a horse, yes, they're intimidating, they're scary. Sometimes for people who've had maybe a, an experience on a trail ride where their horse knocked them off with a tree. These are not horse connections that you can have, right? Today, where if you know better and you connect with them differently, that is a very different experience. We watched it. We have filmed extraordinary circumstances where people would normally be afraid of horses, even minis, or maybe I should say, especially minis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've learned so much about minis, but it was amazing when we watched minis who were very feisty and very like full of life and will kick at you just because they're being feisty, go into a care facility and completely change and put their heads in these people's laps. And I just, I will never forget watching that for the first time crying. I thought I was going to have to leave. Chrisanna's like, oh my God, get it together. <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't believe the transformation that was occurring in that moment, not only in what the human was feeling, but what, how the horse transformed, knowing exactly what those people needed to feel safe and to feel love and to feel just this incredible connection that maybe they don't have with humans, but they can have with this mini horse. It was absolutely unbelievable. I have something to share around that. That just sparked for me. So my first encounter with this kind of like working with horses thing was an unofficial session I had with a close friend of Dana's up in Flagstaff. And at the time I was post coming out, going through a divorce. I was just in a really... I was moving through some major life transition. And so she just walked, it was very unofficial. She just walked out with me and was like, hey, do you want to just, you know, see what happens in this space? This is what I do with people. And I was kind of hesitant. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So we walk out, just her and I, and within, I don't know, 60 seconds, I was terrified because she had a couple horses out and one was coming closer. And I, I just didn't even, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And, and then a few other movements happened and she was kind of talking me through some things of grounding, whatever. And then I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure the horses don't like me. I'm pretty sure. And then she said something around like, so how do you feel when you show up around other people? And instantly I just started sobbing, sobbing. And I was like, oh my God. And she, it's like, she got what was going on in my system within five minutes things that I couldn't even put words to, the fear that I walk around with moving through life and then feeling constant rejection and just like, I'm not good enough for others. Then I unpacked all this stuff after that. And I think what's fascinating, we were just at a conference last week at the Herd Institute, which is amazing, incredible place where all these diverse perspectives were coming together, you know, with the, I guess, singular mission around horses, but just so many different walks and experiences and ethnicities and all this. And one woman in particular, can't remember if she's a psychotherapist, I think she is, but she said something that <clears throat> for me is a new like, anchor in what we're doing in the filming. And she said, so when someone walks into the space with me, it's so maybe their first session with a horse and we're doing this therapeutic work and they're terrified. Now I have something to work with. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
just being in the presence of these animals is bringing to the surface something that's already existing. So people think it's about the horses. And maybe there's some validity to an experience. Like for me, I had a weird experience with a horse when I was young, but I think it's so much deeper. And I was even then sharing with a friend that also said I was, she was scared of horses. I'm like, cool, so how do you feel as you move through life? Are mm. you afraid a lot? Are you afraid around people? Do you feel safe? So I just wanted to say that because it's this fascinating, like, and now I can say, this is kind of my understanding after this conference and such, horses are not healing us, I don't believe. Horses are not mirrors because that's very, makes them an object that they're not. They're sentient beings who embody incredible presence and incredible authenticity. And in that presence, they respond to whatever's going on inside of us as their own selves, you know, however they respond to that shows up but because they're so big and embody this kind of energy and presence i think it brings to the surface stuff that maybe we haven't been able to look at or maybe been able to put words to it like magnifies it so there's so much else i could share around that but i just felt really that's like my latest learnings that i'm like god this fear is a clue it's not anything to like be shamed about or to feel like oh i'm too afraid of horses i can't go to this thing it's like no that's a cool sign and even if you don't do the work with horses, take that to any work, anybody who can help you move through that. But it's a clue as to what's going on inside of you. And maybe there's the other extreme of someone who just gets in with the horse and won't stop touching them and has no boundaries and needs them to love them. And like, there's all these different exchanges that happen in that way. But it's so cool because it's like very, it's to me, what's fascinating that's sparking is how instantaneous this happens in the presence of these animals. I have not witnessed or seen anywhere else. I mean, you can do that kind of work in so many other ways, but it's just so fast and so uniquely intense and strong that I feel like I could keep going on and on about this, but I hope you understand what I'm saying as I'm sharing about that. I do. It's a beautiful story. It's that, that immediacy to me, it's almost like a, like a, like a weight almost like where you're just like, Oh, that's it. I can so relate to everything you just said. Our friend, Laura, she said this thing that really stuck with me too. And it's so simple, but what you just said, was a great story that illustrates it. And she's a psychotherapist. And she said that she can get more work done with somebody in 20 minutes than two years of traditional talk therapy, you know, and we're big fans of therapy, of course, mm -hmm. but that immediacy, that getting in there to the root of things and how quick it is, is I'm really glad you brought that up because that's part of the magic and the mystery. I just love what you said. I think you coming at it too, Chrisanna, from a beginner's mind is really special because you're distilling down some of the things that maybe for me personally, sometimes I just sort of gloss over or just kind of take as default or don't pay close enough attention to myself. Everything you just said, I was just like, that is it. That is, you're getting closer. Yes. You're getting closer. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. Ultimately, we want people to come to their own conclusions as we share like the authentic experiences that we're documenting. It is amazing because I find that while I'm just in the presence of these animals, I never have to touch them. I never have to you know, even build a bond as we're filming, something's happening in me. Some kind of unearthing is happening in me that science we can, and we're talking to so many researchers and trying to understand, they're just playing catch up. They're just trying to, you know, put some kind of data structure so that those who are skeptics will say, oh, maybe there is some validity to this. And that's important work. And there's something that I can't put words to that I just hope as we create the film, the same kind of I don't even I have the right word, but I keep saying unearthing the same kind of like opening happens in people's hearts where they say, 
gosh, even if I don't go work with the horse, maybe there's something to this. And also maybe there are just alternative ways of healing and looking at ourselves and uh, rediscovering ourselves and maybe pain and suffering and trauma and all this is like a, is bringing us back home to ourselves. So that's like the bigger mission, but we want people to get out of it, whatever they get out, out of it without like preaching or directing or saying, this is what you should think about horses. And because for a while I had a little bit of shame even about being a beginner and not being the horse person. And Dana would tell me over and over, no, this is going to really help because you'll help people that don't have that experience be able to fill in the gaps of even understanding. So that is my hope. Just to reiterate <laughs> that your perspective is so important. And I'm grateful that you're there because we are having our own different experiences in the same circumstances. I just put a post on Rescued Hearts Film Instagram and Facebook today showing Chrisanna. It was so surprising to me because she has not really deeply connected with any of these amazing horses that we've been around. And I find her in Colorado and I look over there and she's like connecting with this horse, but it's a yearling who's just so gentle and sweet and two wild burrows that were rescued that have been around people long enough now. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is maybe the sweetest thing I have ever seen. She came away from that experience different. She connected with those animals because she felt safe and something about them just drew her heart in. It completely cracked it wide open. And we have been going through filming. I mean, we filmed in Colorado for a week and it was, it was a lot. So she was like breaking down mentally and physically and it was extraordinary to watch these animals just completely penetrate the heart of Chrisanna. Now, I couldn't put words to what happened and how it happened, why it happened, but it happened. And that's where I want to say there is some mystery to these connections because these are beings that aren't speaking to us, but they are through their energy. There's an energetic exchange that is happening between human and equine, whatever that is that is so powerful and so magical. But what I will say about the research and science part of this is that's pretty much why I told Chrisanna, all right, I'm ready for another documentary, but this time it's gonna be about the healing power of horses. And it's because I saw a post on Facebook that was the heart math post talking about heart coherence. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, this." This put science behind what I've been feeling and couldn't explain. This makes so much sense. And then I watched that post about the heart coherence piece with horses spread like wildfire. I mean, it must have been shared tens of thousands of times every time I saw the post. And I said, Chrisanna, there is something here. And I think that we need to research this and, and go deeper into the science and bring to life what we are seeing and feeling for ourselves. So we went to HeartMath in California. We went to the two researchers that worked with HeartMath to bring these uh, studies to life. And it was so amazing to go through that process. At the same time, we're watching things happen and we're like, wow, yes, there is science and things to help explain how our hearts start to synchronize with horses. And actually when we are in coherence, which means our nervous system is at a really good place, horses respond to us very differently in a good way, right? And so it's really pointing back to how do we regulate ourselves enough to be in this state of coherence, to truly just be at a state of peace 
and presence most importantly is like you are in that moment and horses demand that in the minute you're not present that's when you get stepped on that's when something happens that's when you realize i'm not even here i'm not even here with this horse they'll let you know <laughs> i so all of that to say i think a lot of what motivated us to create this film for sure was to give people tools even if they can't be in the presence of a horse to help themselves in a way, because at the end of the day, we are our own best healers. We know ourselves better than anyone else, but we start to hand that power away. It's outside of us. It's external. We're looking and seeking outside of us for the answers. What horses do is actually bring us back inward. We embody in that moment and then we can feel and we can hear things differently. I think our senses actually awaken in a new way around them. So that's the exciting part for me. And it really sparked 15 years ago. If anybody has watched our teaser video, you will hear the story. I'm volunteering, I'm young, I'm in my twenties and I'm just, I love horses and I'm a horse leader in this session with this seven-year-old autistic boy who'd never spoke a single word in his whole life. Speaks his very first words in that session. And I was looking at this going, oh my gosh, what is that miracle that just occurred? And he wasn't talking to me. It was just me and him and the therapist was in the middle of the arena. He was talking to the horse, right? What <laughs> happened? Everybody's crying. His parents are in awe. This is the first time their son has spoke. And it was because he was in a therapeutic riding session and something opened up in this boy that made him feel safe and grounded and present enough to actually express words. That's why we're making this film. It's amazing. Wow, I got such chills when you were telling that story. You know, we, one of our children is on the spectrum and I love hearing stories about, I mean, all healing stories, but the autism kids with horses, it really does help illustrate some of this magic and mystery that you guys are talking about. And that, that is such a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had seen the teaser video and yeah, that we, was one of the, that was one of the moments. We were I, weeping just yeah. on the teaser. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, this is going to be one of those kind of films. I love that that was a seed planted 15 years ago. And here you are now. That's amazing. That teaser was created, I think, two months into filming. So we started last November. Maybe we produced that in January. We've been filming all year. And so I'm really excited because there's so much that we filmed and what we're about to go film. Are we allowed to say what we're about to go film? I, I say, why not? I mean, we're already doing it. <laughs> our, flight, our flights are going to Canada already. <laughs> so we are great. filming with Amber Marshall, the, the lead actress of Heartland, in oh, wow. 10 days less. We're going to Calgary to film with her. So we're going to have so much incredible content. And we really feel like she embodies like on screen and off screen, this incredible connection and energy with horses. And Dana just reached out to her like on a whim to see if she'd be interested. And she saw the trailer and was like, yes, yes, I would love to be part of this film. I share that because yeah, it's just really incredible that we have all this other footage and I'm looking forward to creating, that's why that's called a teaser because I'm looking forward to creating the trailer at the end of this year, early next year, as uh, it will be a more, better picture of where we, 
what we've been doing and what's unfolded. But it is so cool that that was so impactful for you because that was such a simple idea at the time. And now it's become something very complex and I think deeply powerful and deeply true. Not that that's not, but there's just so much more to it. We'll be sharing more as we film with her, but uh, I assume y'all are familiar with Heartland. A little bit, you know. I mean, we have not watched the show ourselves because Mm -hmm. we just don't, we actually just don't watch a lot of TV. It's the fifth most streamed show in the United States. Wow. Well, some of our students are really into it. We've had students passionately tell us about this amazing show. Now we have to watch it. Yeah, It is the best show I've ever seen in my life. And just like anything else, there's ebbs and flows and like the storytelling and stuff. But I I think what it embodies is really this incredible energy around the connection with horses. And you can feel that Amber Marshall is so authentic, at least for me, maybe someone who's a horse person might interpret that differently, but I feel she's so authentic in what she's showing and how she's displaying connection with horses and Liberty work with horses. I think it'll be really amazing because I think as she gives voice to this, there's so many people who are looking to her because they're fans of the show. So I believe that, and I think she knows this too, that as she's partnering with us being part of this project, it's just going to help magnify the impact and the amount of people I think that will be interested in seeing the film, which is really our hope. We're just trying to spread hope and healing showing people that there are other ways connecting. Like I told Dana this recently, I'm very close with my nephews. I have no children, but I said, if my nephews ever get to a point where they're really struggling emotionally, physically, like in any way after this work, this is the first thing that I would do. I would find a great person in our area. And now we know a few, and I would schedule an appointment and I would bring them to a horse session vetting the process first, knowing that horses being well cared for and all this stuff. But the people we know, I already know that about them. But that tells me that this is so big because had I not had awareness of that, I don't know. Anyone that I know is struggling now, I'm like, okay, have you connected with a horse? Do you know any? Like, I'll tell you about people that I know or you could have a session. So I think that says something too. Well, and I'll share, we have three teenagers. Our oldest is a trans boy and he's 17 and he's always been into horses. He's always loved horses. We have horses out our back door. Luckily, they're always kind of around. But a few weeks ago, he said, yeah, I'd really like to go out and do some work with the horses with you. And so I have been doing some groundwork and some in-hand work with a couple of our young horses. And he came down to the arena and I showed him a few things and he started doing it. And you could just see the comfort in his body start to happen and this connection start to happen through just this energetic interplay with him and the horse that he's working with, Guardy. Later, and I was kind of like, whoa, and actually didn't think he would be that into it because we were just doing groundwork and in-hand work and we weren't riding and he's a teenager and, you know, it's kind of like, it's not super exciting. And later when we came back in the house and we're having some dinner, he said, Thanks, mom. That was amazing. And that's the most in my body I felt in a really long time. And it just about, I know it just about dropped me. And I was like trying not to get like overly excited, (laughs) but I was like, that's it. That's what you're, you know, talking about. It's just, it's, it's how do we bottle that? But this embodiment thing, I think is another piece that is just magic. (laughs) I'll just say it magic. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that because when you're talking about your, your nephews, I think, boy, I have to say this. Yes, please. Thank you for sharing about your son. And as someone who's in the LGBTQ community, 
it almost makes me, I feel like I'm going to burst into tears yep. knowing that you two are humans that have been parents to this young man who I'm sure has had a really tough go. I, I'm guessing for a lot of trans folks that we know that's the case. So thank you for being parents of someone who's trans and loving him and caring for him. It's so refreshing, <laughs> truly. It's, it is. We hear so many sad stories and there's so much suicide and there's so much hopelessness in that space. And a lot of what we feel like, you know, again, not preaching at people, but even in our films, normalizing humans, like our love being normalized in our previous film and then making sure that we represent different ethnicities and different backgrounds and perspectives because Brene Brown says it's hard to hate up close. Right. And I, I just really feel like there's something about this. That's why I keep saying it's so much deeper than surface because there's something about even the way that we connect with horses that I think is a reflection of how we connect with ourselves, reflection of how we connect with nature. And if we just could get past being afraid and afraid of differences and just see people up close, I don't, it, all this stuff wouldn't matter, all this political chaos, it would just be so different. So anyway, I went on a tangent, but I just need to thank you because... I feel your heart and your love for your son. I'm sure all your kids, but I think there's a lot of parents that really struggle in that space. And I, I honor their journey, but I think a lot of them don't understand the harm that's being caused in the process. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Being his parent is one of my greatest joys. What he brings to this world and his unique perspective and his light is amazing. So thank you for saying thank you. But boy, the pleasure is all ours to see him in his body in a way working with that horse that, um, that I hadn't seen him that way in a while was like, okay, we're going to be doing horses a lot more after dinner <laughs> late uh, around here. Yeah, everything you just said was so beautiful, especially the connectedness part. I'm so glad you're you're working with like a famous person because that will help mm -hmm. spread the word more. I mean, we just really feel like this is the antidote to so many of those things that you just listed. Mm -hmm. When we try to distill down what it is, it gets very mystical, I guess, in that it's like the interconnectivity of everything. There is no separation between you and me, you and the horse me and this other person in society, you know, and just helping to realize that is so amazing. And back to your guys's tagline, the miracles, the mystery and the science of healing. I wonder if we could just go right into some of what you've learned about the miracles and the mystery. I'd like to hear a little bit about the science too, but yeah, what's what's some of the more miraculous, mysterious and unexplainable you've been noticing on your travels? If I can share, there are some things that people would call woo-woo that we've been told or experienced and everything from horses presenting themselves in people's dreams with messages that actually are real and helpful and important. I mean, that's something that I wouldn't have ever even thought about was a horse coming to someone in a dream and actually helping that person find them. A wild Mustang that ended up being rescued by this person who was literally being called to them to help bring to life some topics in working with horses and especially a wild horse. The teachings that are coming out of that exchange and that connection are so not explainable in words. That is the mystery that these are the things that are happening that I'm like, you actually can't explain it. There's things that you cannot explain. And I think what we're finding is there are some people that exist in this world whose intuition is so big and they're so open, I will say, spiritually, 
that things happen that are just nothing short of extraordinary, miraculous, and mysterious. And I think there's something about horses. The veil is very thin between horse and heaven, whatever that means. I don't even know. But I feel like there is something so deep. If you've ever had the privilege of being close to a horse and looking into a horse's eye when they're at rest and you know relaxation, I don't mean anxious, there's something there. It's like the pathway to the soul. I find that we've had stories like that. And I will share with you that even though we have a celebrity who, who lives what they actually do in the show Heartland in their real life, right? And there's very tangible things that we're filming and can explain about these horse-human connections from the science perspective. There are other things that we are doing and people we're talking to, like we're talking to somebody that's very popular in the consciousness world about bridging the gap between science and spirituality. His name's Greg Braden. And he's in the film too. So it's like, we're bringing together two worlds that normally aren't portrayed in the same space, if that makes sense. You're either over here in the spiritual world or you're over here and this is science and this is just, the horse is just a tool and they don't have feelings and all, you know what I'm saying? There's everywhere on that spectrum and then everything in between. So what we hope to do is display, I mean, it, it keeps going back to it. The mystery, the miracles, the science, all we want all of it because we want people to be moved and inspired by something that resonates with them personally. And maybe even, I'll take it a step further, maybe we even start listening to horses more instead mm -hmm. of being somebody that is constantly speaking to them and trying to control them and get them to do what they want and being a sense of a horse whisperer, we then become a horse listener. And then we start to figure out what is it that they're actually here to teach me in this moment? Maybe my intention today was to ride this horse, but I'm getting the feeling that that horse doesn't actually want to be ridden today. Maybe we go for a walk. Maybe we work at Liberty. Maybe we just be together in each other's presence and I just sit down. Like those are tools and things that we need to be doing in our everyday lives with each other, with ourselves. Like where, what happened to going inward and figuring out what do we need in this moment? And maybe what does that other being need in this moment? Maybe it can't use words, but I guarantee you, if you dig deep enough, you're feeling the energy of what that horse wants, or more importantly, doesn't want. So I feel like if we can inspire people to take that journey and open up their minds and open up their hearts to what's possible, when we really start listening and becoming more aware and, and feeling into our body, like our guts, our hearts, our minds, they're, they're always in communication with us. But what happens is in society and what we're taught is to completely disassociate from that. And horses bring us back there if we're willing to take the journey, right? So if we are hmm, courageous enough to take this journey, I think horses can literally change our lives and it can change relationships and everything. I mean, I can't even tell you how passionate I am. I probably don't have to tell you, you can feel it about <laughs> this film and what we're gonna bring to life. And I know it because even in my own journey, and since we've already gone vulnerable, I say go deep or go home. I spent most of my childhood, it start, we actually am starting to connect the dots about something. I spent most of my childhood into my teenage years and into my early 20s completely disassociated from my body. And it is because I had trauma. And it was sexual trauma. 
And it started at a young age and it didn't stop. And it was a, a variety of circumstances throughout my life that led to that same outcome. And I, I don't want to pretend that that didn't exist and that maybe isn't part of why I felt safer around animals because in the presence of a horse, just like your son, I actually could feel my body. I could feel my breath. I could feel my feet on the ground. I could feel my body connected to that horse. And that horse wasn't looking at me like a person with trauma. That horse was just in my presence, demanding me to be authentic. And that is an exchange of love. Anytime that we can give somebody permission to be who they really are, that is the most loving act that we could ever give. And horses just do that because of who and what they are. That's it. Dana. Oh. <laughs> and when you've lived your whole life trying to be something you're not because of religion, because of your family. Yes. So for me, it was being gay. I think exactly. that's also what's happening in me. There's this like relearning. It's safe to show up here. It's safe to be me. There's no judgment here. How many spaces are we in that that's the case? Hmm. It's pretty rare. I think it's becoming more. I think there's some kind of spreading that's happening or people are trying to offer that, but it's rare still. So the most impactful moment for me that I won't share too much because I think it's going to be a really, really important part of our film. Dana's dad out of nowhere heard that we were doing this film and said, well, I'd like to do a session with a horse. And we're like, uh, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> so then we followed up with him because we, we couldn't figure out this. I mean, he's the kind of person that, and, and I say all this in love. I really love and adore this man. But there's a lot of brokenness, especially in Dana and his relationship. There was a lot that had to re be repaired. And he's never gone to therapy and not really ever worked through stuff. So he doesn't really talk about a lot, especially as it relates to the past. So... In the presence of a horse, though, he did the session. He let us film it. Dana's filming as well. Something happened that I can't, I can't, it'll, you'll see it in the film, but I can't put words to it except that at the end of whatever happened in that session, for the first time in Dana's entire life, he was able to acknowledge what happened to her because he felt so much shame about not being able to protect her as a, as a young one, not being able to protect her from sexual trauma. And he had never been able to acknowledge it because of that. And he said, because the horse was there and he felt safe, he, for the first time, acknowledged what she had experienced and said how sorry he was. And we were sobbing. I mean, both Dana and I are trying to film, we're just crying. And something healed in between them that day that's like never been the same. And he actually goes and visits that horse. He was, the reason he wanted to do it is because he wanted to die. He was experiencing the most intense chronic pain in his face. It's called the suicide disorder. He literally was trying to figure out how to die. And after the session with the horse, it was only a little bit later that his pain went away completely. And now he visits her regularly as his head. He has other health issues and such, but he says every time he's around the horse, he feels no pain. He feels like a normal person who can walk normal. And who can, but the, the deeper healing, that was a physical manifestation, but the deeper mm -hmm. was Dana and him now have a different bond that I can only credit to this one session that 
maybe a year of therapy wouldn't have been able to touch. You wouldn't even have gone. Mm. That uh, experience saved my relationship with my dad. It's, it is so unbelievable. And this is why I can't stress enough that this interaction with horses isn't just for veterans with PTSD or children with autism or people with disabilities or on and on and on. These animals are here to open our hearts in ways that maybe nothing else can just as an everyday human being. So we want people to realize that this is not just some alternative therapy modality that only certain people will benefit from. It's just not true. I watched my father who has been on complete and utter lockdown emotionally. I'm telling you, I can't even put into words what I witnessed from behind the lens, watching all of those layers drop with this, with this horse exchange. And I, he will never be the same. I will never be the same. Our relationship will never be the same in the most beautiful way. So I feel like Chrisanna wasn't going to go into too much detail because this will be in the film, mm -hmm. but we went there and I think it's important. Mm -hmm. It must have had a purpose to coming out because I think maybe somebody that hears that can maybe look at this a little bit differently and opened up their mind to what's possible with horses. You guys didn't know what you were getting into talking to us, did you? Well, I mean, we... Or maybe we, you did. We kind of do. Um, I just so appreciate, you know, you're willing to share those stories and go there and be vulnerable and give us a window into that experience. I think it's so generous and so helpful. I believe it. I, I've seen it. I... Again, just immensely thankful. I, I hear your passion. I hear your conviction to share this work. I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. <laughs> hey, this is Josh. I want to quickly share some exciting news about our community, My Horse Club. John Lennon once said, a dream you dream alone is a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. Horse wisdom agrees. The herd is stronger together. One thing we know for sure, community is the key that unlocks holistic partnership with horses. The problem is many equestrian communities can feel intimidating, steeped in privilege, or lack vulnerability. My Horse Club is different. We're on a mission to support and uplift each other. Go to myhorsejourney.com to learn about all My Horse Club has to offer. It's so much more than a library of videos. It's direct coaching with Victoria and myself. There's Horse Club Book Club. Every month has a fresh theme and a live masterclass. There's guided meditations, breath work. We even provide Path International CEUs. Join us and discover that the joy is in the journey and the herd is indeed stronger together. Visit myhorsejourney.com to learn more and start your seven-day trial. Now back to the show. What you said there about how different people need access to this, you know, not necessarily just certain populations, but of course, there's this issue of privilege around horses too. And it's very, very major, very major thing yet, you know, like we live next to wild horse herds, there are BLM holding pens within a couple of hours from here, you know, you drive around, there's just, there's horses everywhere. Of course, we live in the country. This is just something and I'm wondering if this is something you guys have thought about, or I'm, I'm sure you have, or if you've come to any solutions, because I, I frankly haven't 
as to how do you make this more accessible? I mean, obviously the work you're doing is going to do huge work for that, but how do you get this in the hands of more people? Is it a matter of training more people like coaches, therapists, facilitators? Is it a matter of developing some kind of a network, like more of like a boots on the ground? How do you get this work more into the population, this remedy, this antidote? And I just, just would add, like, I mean, had your dad not made that, Right. I mean, wow. You know, like what an amazing moment and situation that, like you said, may have never happened. Great question. Yeah. I love, I love that question. I think it's very nuanced because this is some work I've been doing. I, well, I know that I'm a deep empath and I want to alleviate the suffering of the world. And a friend recently told me, the suffering is the gift. The darkness is the gift. And so I'm in this kind of wrestling and unpacking with like, oh, yeah, this is part of life. So what I try to ground myself in, because I can't save everybody and I can't do all these things. And part of actually to address what you said too, part of my issue in the first six months of our filming is I kept telling Dana, I am really struggling with the fact that this only seems to be accessible to white people who have a bit more privilege or have a bit more money like, why are we focusing on that? Why are we only focusing on the white voices? Why, like, we've got to dig deeper into this. There's, there must be something deeper that we can share that helps people so that as they watch the film, they can identify no matter what walk of life they're from. Because really, that's what horses do too. Even different breeds and different genders, like we try to classify them, but there is this oneness that is not so specific. So that's some work I think that we've been doing and we're trying to find the people. And I think even at the Herd Institute, we started to find more people who are really working on access because they come from BIPOC communities. They come from the communities that are underserved and they see the magic in this and they're saying, okay, so how do we make this more accessible? We're uh, potentially going to do some filming in LA where the LAPD has like worked with, they find at-risk kids and then they bring them to this place to work with horses at no cost. And there's like funding for that. I feel like our role as filmmakers is really centered around just doing our part. And our part is like elevating this incredible work and, and trying not to get like everybody. We can't include everybody, but just elevating the work through the voices that uh, are coming to us, the people that we are finding, and hoping that that helps create some kind of a ripple effect around more people saying, well, gosh, we should absolutely provide funding so that these communities can have access in this way. And wait a second, there's all these horses who we think could really do amazing in this space. How can we make sure they have a great quality of life and also make this accessible? Because the other piece is like, I, as we did this work, I, I told Dana, what I don't want to have happen is now all these people are like, oh my God, I'm going to start a horse therapeutic, whatever, fill in the blank, you know, word <laughs> center. And now so many more horses are used as tools and so many more horses are taken advantage of and not being, not given a great life or not given great quality of life. Like it has to be some kind of sustainable growth where there's also this understanding of the horse as a partner and what does the horse need to thrive? And so I have a lot of questions and curiosity around that. And I don't know that I would say there should just be a lot more of this. I think it should be, let's look at what's already happening and also making sure that people know this is a modality 
that's helpful. And of course, I cannot, I have to mention this because you talk about, oh, I have so many feelings because we just watched Wild Beauty and that film is talking about the roundups and all this stuff. This is all new to me. And I'm, I'm just like angry at the way horses have been treated. I'm angry at like the situations. I don't know what's balanced information, what is accurate information. I'm just coming at this saying, this is a symptom. Whatever is going on is a symptom of a brokenness within humanity. And as long as there's trafficking and as long as there's like people being abused and taken advantage of, of course, animals are going to be treated that way as well. If we can create content that helps people do the inner healing work that really needs to be done, the symptoms go away. Now, my hope and prayer is that no horse is ever abused again. And no, like horses are allowed to roam free and that the wildlands are made available. And all of this seems really, really great, but I'm not, you know, I want to be a superhero, but I'm not. So this is what I meditate on. This is what I ground in. And I think something's happening in consciousness, whatever you believe about all that. But I believe these are ideas and truths that are coming about. More filmmakers need to come to the table with this. There is no competition. We need lots of content created in this way. And we're just going to focus on our part in delivering and also Rescued Hearts, we haven't really been public about this, but Rescued Hearts is going to be a primary 55 minute film, but we actually have like four or five short films that will be produced as well. And those are going to dig deeper. And soon we'll be talking more about that on the website, but it's an idea Dana had in meditation and we have so much content that we're like, okay, we can actually release more in this way where if someone just wants to focus on grief and how horses are able to show up and help with grief, we're going to have some short content around that. I think that's my, I don't know that there's a solution, but if we each do our part, it will, I think it will just spread like wildfire and uh, some things will start to shift. I love the optimism there too. I'm also an optimist and it is so layered and nuanced and complex. In our little corner of the world, our little contribution, what we try to come up with is actually just helping people learn how to work with horses and more of this holistic partnership manner. And you mentioned the ripple effect. I had this experience when we were speaking to a friend of ours in another podcast, Barb, who was a parent coach. And it just dawned on me and it was very visual. And it was very overwhelming especially with something about working with kids because it helps interrupt generational trauma. It ripples. It's like you enter this timeless zone where it ripples backwards and forwards at the same time, you know? And I just kind of saw, cause she's been doing this for like 40 years and it was like thousands of people. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, like this goes forever. Like that ripple effect doesn't end. And I just want to honor you guys too, for putting yourselves out there and doing this work because I can imagine the ripple effect that is happening. And, and if you have any ideas about this moving forward or come up with solutions or light bulbs go off, I hope you share with us because we're seeking answers to those questions too. We'll create films about it. Don't worry. Well, and I think Dana, Dana, if you want to add something that we've seen that's an unintended part of this ripple effect is that as we film with people, then they get to know about other people we filmed with. And all of these incredible connections and partnerships are being created. I don't know if you want to share about that. Yeah, we're building it. This is a movement. It isn't just a film. And we're creating this incredible community that will eventually all know about each other. They'll watch it in this film and they'll be like, oh, my gosh. And we're like the oracle of the information and all of the people. Like we have this incredible opportunity to dig deep. I mean, sometimes when we film, we're with someone for two straight days. We don't just film an hour interview and then, you know, petting a horse and then we're out. We go deep into this work with people. We feel it. We cry together. We laugh together. 
we don't even know what to expect. Horses are so, <laughs> they'll do what they want. I mean, we're just, they're really running the show. The we film. need to say director, the horse, the horse. because <laughs> we have no control. <laughs> Typically, the horse is directing every time we film. So I think what we hope to do is have like impact goals. And one of those goals may be like who out there is making this accessible? How can we be, how can we give like a roadmap to somebody who wants to start the journey and who out there is willing after being vetted? Of course, we don't want to deeper traumatize people through bad experiences, but you know, who out there is willing to help in that way? I mean, we filmed with Warwick Schiller in Northern California and Carolyn Resnick and some of the ladies that were students of Carolyn's actually, Ava and Angel. I can't even tell you how much I love these gals and what they're bringing to this. They're not only working with their horses at Liberty and creating really beautiful bonds and connections, and it's been impactful in their lives and in their families' lives, but they're looking to, they're actually in the midst of creating a nonprofit where they're going to be able to offer education about this horse-human connection and give people experiences for free. That's their whole goal is to give people access because there's like, we can no longer have these siloed horse experiences for people who have money. We have to find a way to spread this hope and healing with people through these sacred human horse connections and, and get it out further to the people who may have never had an experience otherwise. So I can tell you that there are people that want that, that are actually actively working to provide that. Now, if that can light a fire in some people and inspire others to do the same, or maybe they have a nonprofit that they can start to bring in some support for stuff like that, amazing. But yeah, our goal truly is to help the movement, the mission, all of it is so big and it, we can't do it alone. So we just have a unique opportunity as filmmakers, like we have the megaphone, we can get the information out there, but then we all have to come together to figure out how to help each other and how to help the horses. So that's really the goal. Wow. I almost feel like I'm like dreaming right now. Like it just doesn't even seem real. <laughs> like everything you guys are, it's just like kind this of our amazing. dream, but yeah, yeah. You, you guys have this reach and now you're networking with so many people. It's just, it's very powerful. If you can be the linchpins too, that help draw this community together. I mean, the herd is stronger together, right? <laughs> and I want to be respectful of the time, you know, I wanted to get the three yes. questions though. So uh, first of all, I want to know, when is the movie, when is the film set to be released? Please share how people can find you and follow along in this incredible journey you guys are doing. Rescued Hearts is currently in production. One of the things I need to share is that if people listen to this and they're like, oh my gosh, they must come film here because we have this extraordinary thing to share with the world. We actually are fully booked in our production schedule from now until like mid-December because we have to have a stopping point. We've recognized that there are countless, infinite stories that are inspiring and we just can't get them all. So we have to give ourselves a deadline. So that being said, we are really not taking on any other filming opportunities between now and the end of the year. Chrisanna is our editor. So she is going to transition into editing this film at the first of the year. And our hope is to get Rescued Hearts into some film festivals so we can get our awards and get some credibility and people will take it seriously. And then we're actually going to do a virtual screening release to the world, probably mid next year. 
where people can see the film online. It will be, again, maybe the start of this bigger movement where we then start to release other short films that go a little bit deeper into some of the topics. It's not if, it's when. So that will kind of trickle out through next year as we complete those projects. But Rescued Hearts is our full focus next year as far as getting it distributed and getting it to people who are not just facilitators of the work or people who will be impacted by it. We just want this to get as far and as wide as we can. And so we need the help of everybody to communicate. The film is out there. It's ready to be seen. So a few ways people can stay in touch with us. They can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Rescued Hearts Film and follow our behind the scenes journey. And I'm the one that responds to all the messages and the comments. So I'm available that way. The other way that they can stay connected to us and probably most important way is to go on rescuedheartsfilm.com and subscribe. I don't have the time to be sending out a bunch of spam emails, so they don't have to worry about that. What they will get, though, is an email when the film is ready to be seen and shared. So I think that would be most important is for people to subscribe to our website. And then on the website, there's a contact form that also comes to my inbox. People can email me, Dana at Live Wild Films, if they would like to email me directly. We're just trying to get people aware of what we're doing and then share with others. It, it hit me when you were sharing. I thought, gosh, for those who are like, man, I really wish you would come and film with me. Just because we don't film with someone doesn't mean that there aren't incredible opportunities in us partnering together. So what we're going to be looking to do is like partnership screenings. More than likely that will happen before we release in any sort of worldwide capacity. Filmmaking is funny. It's tricky. But the whole point is if you want to reach out to us and you're like, I just want to be a part of this, reach out to Dana. She is creating like a whole group of people that she will connect to once the film is ready, even so that we can just get it out to your community. And because we really want this to be a helpful tool and a helpful resource for those who are doing the work where they can you know, share it with the people that they're already working with or share it with potential clients or whatever that would look like. We want to work together and get the film out to individual communities companies, organizations. That's really, really important. Even conferences uh, can be a really powerful way because we have people's undivided attention. And that's part of what we did in the early days of, of our previous film. We went to a few conferences and it was insane, the energy and the excitement and how people really just were like, wow, because when you do that together with people, it's just magnified. So that's number one. Number two is it's really, really amazing that we have a fiscal sponsor, which basically just means they don't give us any money, but it allows every donation to the film to be tax deductible. And we share that because this is a passion project of ours. So we are committed to finishing it. And at the same time, there's not an executive producer yet. We think someone's coming. But mm. at this point, you know, it's really just people that are, believe in this project that are giving to us because they want to be part of creating a legacy. You know, films are not just a year. They're not just a couple of years. Like these are legacies in the making and the ripple effect and how we'll be able to impact is, people is really amazing. So I say all that because we are still looking for those people. Every once in a while, people will, you'll see the donate button on our website. People just out of the graciousness and kindness of their hearts, they'll donate and, and every dollar is going towards the film. It's all production costs. It's all like tangible costs of what we need. So at this point, we're good on the production costs, the filming costs, and we're looking to raise the remaining amount for the post-production parts, you know, composer, 
finalizing with color correction, the time for editing, this sort of thing. So we're really excited about that because we, even if someone was like, well, I want my name on the film. Amazing. Yeah, we can make you an executive producer as long as, you know, we make sure that there's alignment there. I say all that because I think those are some really cool opportunities. And for those who are like, well, gosh, I can't donate, but I really believe in this. We go back to number one, which is let's partner together reach out to Dana. And, and if you can be part of sharing the film when it's released, the more grassroots efforts we have on the ground of people saying, gosh, you got to see this film. And maybe you haven't considered it down the road. It will be on PBS too. That's what we're doing with this film. And with PBS, you'll have like the average American that's able to watch it, but not everybody's on PBS. So we know there's millions of people that will see it that way, but we're also looking for those other opportunities. We're just looking for support people to be excited about what we're creating, whether it's somebody that can just take it in and watch it or somebody that wants to support us in a way that would also help elevate their brand or their organization or what they're doing on this planet. And again, everything in between, it's just following us and our journey on social media. I mean, we love it. We need that because when we look down the road at potential distribution of the film, sure, would we love Disney Plus or Netflix or Hulu or one of them to pick us up? Absolutely. But is that the way it's going right now for independent documentary filmmakers? Not really. We've gone through tons of training around this and they're looking for specific things like celebrities and murder things. And you know, some, it's just not who we are. <laughs> and not to say, I actually think they're going to be interested in this film, but part of it is that we hand over all our control of the film at that point. So we want to maximize this grassroots effort where we can have Great a touch community. point with people. Yeah. We can yeah. create community. We can, really share love and resources and energy in that way. And then maybe a couple down years down the road, we'll park it on one of these platforms. But in the beginning, this is where we're really going to drive the efforts. So I hope that helps. And I hope that people feel inspired just to be part of the movement. Really, it's big. And I realize that But anything as little as subscribing to our website and watching the film to being a follower of the journey. We are so grateful for that. Great. I, I love that you framed it as an opportunity because that's that's how I see it too. And we're certainly going to get as involved yeah. as we can with your journey. I, I'm excited. I'm glad that you opened it up like that. I mean, our one of our missions is try to create community around the things that we do. And, and it's actually not super easy. It's a noisy world out there and you need to align. Like we don't believe in competition. We only believe in cooperation. So even if it's people doing the exact same thing we do, we want to team up. And then of course, people that are doing other things, like if you're a speech and language pathologist, or if you're a healer of any type, really, um, collaboration is what's going to heal the world. And this is a great movement to rally around. So we'll make sure any of the links or handy, yeah. you know, just uh, click ready and we'll share as much as you guys want us to share. And I'm sure everybody else will too. This is a great mission to get behind. I appreciate um, yeah. What an amazing project. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Whoa. This is a dream project. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I know you made this about us and thank you for that oh, because I, I appreciate that. But I feel a deep connection to the energy of what you guys are doing. Me too. So I'd love to, I don't know how we do that. I'd love to learn more about what you're doing, stay connected. But I just feel a lot of synergy call. between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I feel your heart. I feel yeah. your, I mean, it's just so refreshing. Even, I don't want to say this in a way that makes me sound like I don't like men. It's not that. <laughs> but <laughs> what I was about to say, I have to be careful. But sometimes being around men is just kind of like, uh, okay, that's fine. And this was such a refreshing conversation in that way. I just, I'm so grateful to you both. And I can feel your love for your children and your love for the animals. So I hope it doesn't end here. Thanks for like elevating what we're doing, but I hope we can do this for each other because it seems like what y'all are up to is really amazing. 
And I absolutely agree, Chrisanna. I have felt that throughout the whole conversation. I'm like, hmm, these two are special. And <laughs> not to say anybody else isn't in their own right, right, but you two have a flavor of something and an energy of something that I feel is very important in this horse world space. So I think it doesn't have to happen right away, but I think we should set up another call where we just learn a bit more about the two of you your journey, what you're doing. Obviously, you're not just podcasters. I think that's the <laughs> secondary thing. You guys are creating something bigger and deeper. And I've been following some of it on social media, which is hard for me because our goal is really to get information out there. And then certain times I find myself drawn to looking at certain people and you guys were one of them already. So I was like, curious, let's stay open. Let's stay curious, let's stay connected and just see what can unfold and how we can continue to support each other's mission because I feel like they're aligned and some of the things that are really important to you are very important to us. So, yeah. Same, same. <laughs> Thank you for saying all of that. Let's just wrap it up then. We have one question, if you can indulge us. If you had to distill what's important about horses down to three things, only three things, what would they be? I love that question. So I think Dana and I will tag team. <laughs> uh, the first and most important one, I think, is presence. I would say the second most important one is authenticity. Dana, what do you think the third is? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I can say it as one word, but I think openness, like being willing to listen, I think is the next most important thing. I think mine is just nature. Mm. Ah. yeah I was keeping it to the word here's what I'll say this is my little soapbox technology is evolving very quickly and we have no idea even five years from now what's going to be happening let alone 10 let alone 20 our world is going to be a very different place thanks to AI and all these things I don't have a lot of fear I know there are people I fear but what I think what's happening as we see with the horses is that they're helping us reconnect to nature. And I think as technology mm -hmm. evolves, we're going to see that nature is the most incredible technology that's all we've always had access to. And so we just have to go to this extreme place, which is okay. But those of us who know the power of connecting to nature, I haven't my whole life. This is new for me. But I see, oh, there's this inner technology that's within me, that's in nature. There's no separateness. But as I get into nature, I find out more about it. I find out the healing power about it. The trees have always known it. The horses have always known it. The whales have always known it. You know what I'm saying? We just think we're, we know better and we have to create. So the nature piece, uh, stay tuned for how that unfolds in the film. But I think there's something really big to that. We're just like on oh some God. kind of frequency here. It's, I like it's love incredible. you guys yeah. so much. Like I can't even tell you right now. So you two are powerful, powerful, amazing humans. Thank you for sharing this time. I know you two are very, very busy. I just can't tell you how amazing this conversation has been for me personally. I've got a lot to, to think about and process right now. It's just full gratitude. Thank you for giving us the space. I think we go, go, go. And this is some powerful reflection that Dana and I really haven't done this. We talk, you know, after some filming and we're like, wow, that was really amazing. But you giving us the opportunity for this, the safety of this space and, the, and the, just the energy that you provided, I think has even helped me personally dig deeper into some of this. So I can't thank you enough. Mm. And I look forward to just getting to know you all. And I'm so grateful for what you're doing in this podcast. It's, it's really cool. 
Yeah, I just heard Oprah say she was somebody was talking about. I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, she was I'm talking like, about. Did you just say so Oprah? Yeah. Well, on yeah, we're very um, into Oprah. By I'm the way, trying so. get, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to Oprah to know about our films. So. I, <laughs> I'm. We let's all meditate on that yes, together. Yes, she's got horses. Apparently, yeah, I didn't know I, that. But I think yeah. she's a living saint. Yes. But somebody asked her how she just like moves forward because she gets so much done and she said the way she does it is she looks back at that everything so she's amazing. done yes and when you just talked about yourself reflecting on your guys's work i'm sure it's a whirlwind what you're doing so please take some time and look back you know reflect mm. and remember where you've come and not just on this project hearing your guys's whole journey i that's a study in courageousness and vulnerability and leaning into grace mm. it's beautiful so this is so gorgeous. literally time. never stop talking to you too. It's so good, you guys. Um, okay, so see, I this is why all the technical stuff happens. By the way, if we reflect back, right? Because this was this was magical. So we had to overcome a few little nuances, but that's okay. We got here. I'm so grateful. <sighs> okay, this is all to be continued. It's yes. not even goodbye okay. until next time. Yes. We definitely, let's stay connected. Yes. To be continued. Let's I stay in touch. I can't wait to talk to you again. Same. Mm, let's do same. it. Like, this is just the beginning. So it's all good. Uh, all right. You. Thank you. We love you. Bye. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Herd is Calling podcast. Remember, you can learn more about our programs and our community at myhorsejourney.com. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. That would help us tremendously. We appreciate you listening. And as always, may the horse be with you.